one for Who said you get to fucking do it? You do it if you want, bro. <laughs> no, actually, I do. One, two, three. Right, we're live. This feels like a dream, man. Um, I always wanted to do this, but uh, never really sort of had the confidence. Uh, I don't know what I do. Is to start a podcast or to do anything in general, like <sighs> video-wise, in front of a camera? Probably a bit of both. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the podcast thing, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I just sort of feel like, I think recently it's become quite a big thing. That isn't the reason why you know I wanted to start it or yeah. wanted to do one, but it has become a big thing at the minute. And I, I kind of see it, I don't know, sort of heading that way. But I like the idea of it. You know, you sit and you have a chat. There's not much to it, you know. And I think that you can learn a lot from people talking. And uh, I suppose that's why I sort of like it. But with not doing it, I think it's. It is a huge confidence thing, man. Mm. I mean, it's nerve-wracking. I mean, you're putting the thing out there. But, but nowadays, I just, I just don't give a fuck. I don't care. That's, the, that's the thing. Yeah. I suppose it's a confidence thing. But a lot of people are scared to take that first step, isn't it? Mm. And, uh, I mean, we're nervous. We, we, were, we were nervous about doing this. But we just thought, what have we got to lose, isn't it? It's Everyone's got their haters. to do it Everyone's as well. Everyone's got their haters, you know what I mean? 100%. It's like, you know... Kanye, one of the biggest artists in the world. He's got, he's got, he's got people that don't like yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, that guy, he's, I mean, he's crazy. Different level, isn't it? But, everyone's going to get hired for what they do, isn't it? 100%. But, but do you reckon that's a jealousy thing? Or do you reckon it's because... I think it, yeah, I think it's that. People aren't going to like stuff that you do. I mean, it just is, it's not everyone can like what you do. But the thing that, um, you know, it's like Carl Pilkinson says, and I think it's so true... <laughs> And I saw it on Dave Chappelle. He did a stand-up recently. I don't know if you saw it in the news. Right. And he makes loads of jokes about transgender people and stuff like that, you know. Really he sort it. of mocks it like yeah. that, do you know what I mean? And uh, this one guy runs on the stage and tackles him. Does it? After making jokes about transgender people. Right. But the thing is, he's like, you know that guy is making jokes about that sort of thing. And you don't like Why that certain thing. Why would you go? Yeah. Well, and it's like, if we're doing stuff, you know, we're talking about this, mm, this and that, you know, people aren't going to like it, so why watch it? You know, I don't watch shit I don't like, because I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then, I suppose, if it, what he's saying is an offensive thing, isn't it? So, your man's obviously gone there to cause a scene, and to get revenge, I suppose, or try and be one of these activists <sighs> that mm. have a point to prove. Yeah, I mean, f- I mean, but it's like, why well, get yourself worked yeah, up about it? But, you know, going back to confidence, what do you think, you know, where do you think it comes from for people? You know, do you think it is something that, you know, some people have naturally? Yeah. Or do you think it's something that needs, you know, to be developed? I think confidence. Some, <sighs> This comes back to nature or nurture, that topic, right? But if you're born with something or mm. you develop it over time, I don't think anyone's born with anything, right? You've got your characteristics of your parents, you know, here and there, but is that more because when you grow... People say, ah, oh, you know, you just like your dad, you just like your mum, but is that because you've grown up with them and that's all you've ever known, so you mm. obviously act like them? Or is that because genetically... Because genetics are a thing like diseases, looks... It's not your consciousness, I don't think, anyway, or the way you behave... It's like, I saw this one thing, it was like, racism isn't, uh, like, isn't inherited, it's, it's taught, something like that, right? 
So no one's born with the mentality. So mm. no one's born with the mentality of confidence, I don't think. And I reckon mm. that comes from life experiences and what you do in life. So I don't know, Matt, when you're growing up, like for, for me as well, like, you know, I had spots when I was a kid and people would take the piss out of it. Well, I wore glasses, you know, best of both worlds, really. And it, so I was screwed growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I had a yeah, massive you not your confidence. So people just like, you know, rinse me for that. And you know that obviously not just your confidence, though, isn't it? But then growing up, fair play, mate. You know you get to learn. You know you, you just care. I think growing up anyway, you care less about things, regardless. But anyway, back to the question. I think confidence is a thing that you can teach yourself. So you can teach yourself to put yourself in uncomfortable positions mm. to you know grow yourself as an individual. So you do think it can be developed? Yes, yeah, massively, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I wasn't a hugely uh, confident kid growing up. I don't mm. think I, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, the king of confidence now or anything. But I'm definitely a lot more confident in myself than I was growing up. Uh, I watched this this podcast, like the diary of the other one I showed you, right? And uh, this guy, he's he's like the Gordon Ramsay of of TikTok, they call him, because <laughs> he just rinse, oh the Gordon Ramsay of the gym or something. Cause he just rinses people like he's he's, he's like get off your ass, go yeah. to the gym, give me a hundred press ups, that kind of thing. And it's what you need. But uh, he wrote a book. A about lot confidence. comes from doing that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> he wrote a book about confidence, and he said because he said similarly, he just had no confidence growing up, you know. Mm. And now he's talking in front of huge crowds. You know, he's on TikTok for a starter, you know, putting himself out there on podcasts. And he said that he learned somewhere that if you put yourself in the most uncomfortable positions imaginable and, and you go and you get through it, you'll learn that people don't care. People forget things. And it's just like, yeah, they do, whatever man. you do, like, do you remember anyone you walk past today? Really? Apart from people that you know, like me and your, your parents. I think I've walked past anyone today. Okay, if you... Regardless, I know what you're right. saying. I know the point you're making. But, you know, you, you go to a coffee shop. Do you remember the barista who served you? Unless she was really pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't remember these things, do you? No, 100%. So, my point is, and his point was, that, you know, you could go into the, into the middle of the street, shout for five seconds, and then go by your day. And no one's going to care or remember. <laughs> and he said oh give a fuck literally and he said one of the techniques that he that he learned right was to go into a coffee shop and go up to the barista and ask for 10% off and just imagine that situation right? like it's that. incredibly uncomfortable because you know full well that that barista can't can't give you 10% off because, yeah. you, know, they're, you know they're self not self employed they're, uh, they're part time or that you know they haven't got a clue that kind of thing and you go in there ask for 10% off you know it's really awkward you're in that situation of uh, you know this person thinks I'm an up mm. and everyone around you as well like in the queue is thinking what, you know, <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah, you know what is he doing the cheek of him and then obviously they'll more than likely say no and then you obviously go off and you sit in that same coffee shop with all the same people and the, the fact is once you do that you realise that while you're drinking your coffee, everyone else is just drinking their coffee. Do you know what? You bad. saying that, though, I reckon people would go, fair, you know, someone in the queue would go, play. fair play, fast game yeah. for that, you know, blah, blah. if they say yeah, I'm going to say yeah. But why would you say fair play? Because it's something that you need to have balls to do. Yeah, you yeah, know, 100%. It's, you, know, you say fair play because it's something that you, you know it takes balls. Do. Yeah. And, you know, it's like when you're out with your mates and uh, you see like a stunning girl and you're like, oh, mate, she's way too pretty for me. And then your ugly mate goes and pulls her, or goes up and chats to her, or whatever, right? Even, you, you know, your mate just goes up and chats to her. You're like, 
ah, oh, fair play. Even though you got rejected, fair play for still going up. Literally, balls, man. Yeah? 100%. Stuff like 100% that. 100% and just going for it. <coughs> Stuff like that. But I think with with having confidence, it brings a lot of perks. Like even just something like that. Yeah. Like if you you got that 10% or whatever, or you know, you've got the confidence to go up and talk to that girl, you know, that comes a lot from it. Yeah. And, um, <coughs> I mean, what perks do you think comes from it? <coughs> well, going back to that, that coffee shop thing, once you do that, I reckon you can just have the mentality to, to think, oh, I can do anything now. Mm. I, I'd quite like to do it, just, I don't know, I wouldn't, but I'd, I'd like Push to Push yourself to do it, man. What would happen? But do the things you don't want to do. I, I've recently <coughs> had the mentality of, like, do something that makes you uncomfortable. Mm. Because the more uncomfortable things you do, the more you realise it's fine to do them. And you better, you better yourself mm. from them. You know, like I was trying to do, pushing ourselves, trying to do push-ups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, to be fair, on the weekend it was weird. I wanted to do them. I was like, let's yeah. do them, man. You know, yeah. like I really wanted to do them. But like yesterday, I had no motivation to do them. I mean, it was really sore from going to the gym anyway. But <coughs> I didn't want to do it. And today... I didn't want to, but then once you know, I thought, right, I'm going to put bad man tune on, and I'm going to do it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, yeah. And, you know, you get the benefits from it, because obviously you start to get a better physique, you feel more, and, you, you know, the gym's a great confident booster. People would always say, you know, like, oh, you're so lucky to be, you know, thin, this, this, and that. I mean, don't mm. get me wrong, it's like, my family genetics, they're all tall, you know, they're all skinny and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, also, you know, I could, I, I could, you know, sit there and I could just put on weight, you know, yeah. I mean, I find it difficult, but you know, it's, you can, it's a lot easier to do that than to yeah. go out there, to go and push yourself, to get in the gym, to go and do that. And, you know, it's annoying when people say, oh, you're lucky when that's something you've actually achieved. That's something you've worked out. That's something you've done. You know, for instance, someone says, oh, you're lucky to have, you know, that watch or whatever. Well, hang on a minute. I did <laughs> the 200 hours at work last yeah, month yeah, yeah. you know and I paid right, for it, it. Um, <coughs> so it's going back onto your point of uh, three steps yeah you could um, no back onto your point of that you made about you know you could be sat on your ass all day mm. and instead you chose to go to the gym you chose to go on the runs that comes down to discipline you know <laughs> yeah that's and, true and you know that, that's not it's a choice but it's a hard choice to make and it's one that not many people make because they pick the easy route and that's when I went, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier about picking the hard option, because the hard option, you know, what's it called? Work hard, play hard. So, you know, you work hard, in the end you get, you get to enjoy it later on. 100% man, you do. And, uh, you know, this whole, you, do. you know, aiming for 100 push-ups a day, or, or as a minimum. We don't, like you said, you know, some days you just can't be asked, Or, you know... It's, yeah, it takes effort to do it, that. 100%. It takes effort to do that, but 100%. you know you've got to have the discipline to say, actually, I know I don't want to do it, but I'm going to still do it. It's like at the minute I was struggling to wake up in the morning, not a depression. Yeah, way. no, no, I know, man. It's the weather. It's the weather. It's the lack of motivation to do my job, and uh, and I th- in all fairness, I think it's because I've got the nicest bedrooms as well. But you know, little things like that. And I just love sleeping. I just love my bed and I'm cozy. But this is because I'm, you know, being defeated mentally by the comfort zone that mm-hmm. I'm in. That I'm in a comfort zone. And, you know, I love my bed 
and I know that the hard thing to do, the uncomfortable thing to do, would to be get to get out of that little comfort zone, do some press and do some work, and because <laughs> yeah. no one wants to do the hard stuff. No, no, and that's no. why people settle. You know what I mean? They settle in their in their, what they have at the moment, and uh, you know, and that's probably why they don't get anywhere in life. And you get people complain, like you know, when people say, uh, like you said about art, oh, people say you were lucky to be skinny. That's not people say you're lucky to be rich. Mm. But to be skinny, in good shape, or to have lots of money, is not luck unless you win the lottery or something, or you're born into it. A lot of hard work's gone into that. So it doesn't normally when people say, ah, oh, they're lucky they've got loads of money. Yeah, but you don't understand what they have to go through to make that money. Mm, you know it's such I mean? a competitive world nowadays, man. Exactly. And people are like, ah, oh, tax the rich, and, and you know, ah, oh, the rich should end world hunger. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some, you know, some aspects I do agree with. Like something like Elon Musk, if he gave half of his money away, there would be no poverty, or something like that. Yeah, but would there be? Well, in order for the matrix to continue, right? If you want to put it into, you know, on a deeper level, there needs to be people at the bottom, for there to be people at the top, and there needs to be people at the top for the people at the bottom as well, because if there were no people running the companies and running the, their businesses, then none of us would have jobs. Because none of mm-hmm. us would be always get employed. Oh, a hundred percent. And the and you think of the amount of income that it generates, and the, you know the amount of jobs that are out yeah. there because of that. It's like, you know, I think sometimes you've got to draw a line with how much people give. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, especially with someone like Elon Musk, you know, he doesn't give. He gives ten percent. He gives one percent of his net worth away a year. Well, how much do you give away to charity? Yeah. You know, when plus. was the last time you know you crossed yeah. someone on the street who was doing something and you gave them money yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know no, what I mean right, right. and plus 1% of uh, Elon Musk's <coughs> net worth or whatever or how much he makes a year is still millions and millions and millions of quid yeah 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 it's going to make a difference no of course yeah of you course know? yeah. but it's still you're still instead of pointing you know Michael Jackson said I'm starting with the man in the mirror <laughs> and you have to man you can't always point the finger no, you're right, you've got to look at yourself I think, uh, I can't remember what religion it is. I want to say Hinduism. I'm probably wrong. But I think one of the things that they have to do is give 5% of their earnings to charity. And I think that's an awesome thing, isn't it? It's part of a religion that, that it's embedded in you to give money away and to help people. Mm. And, you know, uh, when we think about how much do that's we cool. give away, the 5% is a but big But then, then you also look at a tax as well. Yeah. That is kind of some aspects of a charity. Is it? Is it ta- is tax charity though? I wouldn't say it is a charity, but some you're still giving away your income, aren't you? I know it's not a choice. <laughs> we could, we could go controversially. I mean, tax pays for the criminals. You know mm. what I mean? Tax pay, tax is paying for the food to keep murderers alive. Now you know. It's a part. I, of it. I agree in rehabilitation and people make mistakes, but then there's also the point of, you know, I don't have to phrase this, but. You know, I don't want my money that I've earned going to bad people. I want to go to good things. Like, you know, if I'm paying my road tax, fine. I'm using the roads. If, you know, if my tax money is going to helping positive changes in the country, like charities or like new infrastructure, then fine. So is tax mm-hmm. a charity? Because tax... T- it's difficult. Where does the money go? You know what I mean? It's and I work in tax. I don't even know myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, man. But yeah, just going back to having confidence and everything and what it can bring you. Have you got like, you know, with having confidence, motivation, stuff like that, you know, where's that sort of heading for you? Have you got a dream? Um, have you got like, 
a dream situation. Dream. What is it? What is when you picture it? What's it look like? You know, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I think your dream and your aspects in life and what you want to achieve change over time, right? That's true. Because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with music. I wanted to be a rock star. You know, I wanted to be a DJ. <laughs> and boo standing in line. <laughs> you know, because oh I was obsessed with music. I could play music. <laughs> and then I wanted to, No, did you know that I wanted to go to music college after I left school? And like pursue the dream? I think you told right? me. Oh, yeah, I might have done, right? But I did really well in school, right? Uh, through hard work. <laughs> and I got good grades. My parents were like, no, you can't go to this music college because... You got really good grades. You can go and get a good job. You know, join the flipping matrix, <laughs> and uh, and so yeah. Then I went and became. You know, I went to the A levels. Then I got an apprenticeship, and got a job. And that was my dream then, but ever since getting this job, my dreams have changed. I now see more business minded. I'm a more business minded person. So my dream is to you know become successful, but the reason I want to be successful isn't necessarily for myself, right? Obviously, I want to have the flash car, the nice house, you know, the beautiful wife, whatever. I want to see my mates in, you know, Lambos. Yeah, well, but, And, well, anyway, about my mates in Lambos, I want to be successful so that I can take care of other people. Because my my main motivation has always been my mum. Right. <laughs> and, and, no, but it's in, my mum hasn't motivated me. Yeah, it's about yeah. me wanting to look after my mum. So thank you. You know what I mean? They're not raising me, taking care of me. And you know, and as much as I say, you know, when I was young, I was complaining about the fact that they sent me to sixth form and not this music college. I know in her mind, she was doing the best thing for me. Of course. Yeah. And the thing's meant to be, they're meant to be, you know, if I was was meant to be the next Calvin Harris, you know, I would have been. You're going to be (laughs) right. One day. But, uh, you know, everything in life happens for a reason, I think. And this yeah. is why I'm here with, with you, and not you know headlining in Ibiza, but but the th- <laughs> what would you rather do, bro? But the thing is as well with you saying, because I agree with you, when you get <clears throat> through different ages, your dreams do change. You know, you want different things. Like you said, when you're younger, you know, most people want to be footballers, shit like that. Yeah, true. I can tell you whatever I wanted to be, but um, <laughs> but you know, so as you get older and things, obviously you're going to achieve different things and stuff like that. Do you think you know when you reach that dream? Do you think you'll have a next dream? Or, you know, where you yeah. want to do this, you want to do that. You know, you want to take this over. Sure, sure. You know, what well, do you want to take over, bro? The dream here, I suppose, initially, the, the dream of starting a podcast is now, hopefully, a reality. <laughs> right? <laughs> if we can get this bloody video hard done, work, man. Uh, and then, I suppose, the dream after that would be once we've got a hundred subscribers, getting a thousand. Then once we've got a thousand, getting a, you know a hundred thousand, ten thousand, you know, if we can. My guy, that would be crazy. You know, that would one be day. So sick. But those, I, I wouldn't say those are dreams. I think those are more goals. I think the actual dream, if you want to specify a dream, as your dream state, as of where you want to be in life, that would be, I'm comfortable, financially free. I've got my freedom. You know, I can wake up and go to bed whenever I want to. So I don't have to you worry about You can do the things anything. you want to do. You know, I haven't got a boss saying you need to be at nine o'clock. Mm. And then I've got. I mean, it'd probably be me. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Not your boss, but I'll still be telling you. <laughs> get your finger out your ass. And then, uh, and then also, my mum's got the same kind of lifestyle. Your mum's the same lifestyle. Oh, God. You know, where they don't have to work anymore because they've, they've done their years of grind. My dream is essentially, mate, just. I see it as like eternal happiness for myself and people around me. You know what I mean? I want the best with my people. 100%. And that's why I keep my circle about. tight. You know what I mean? 
with good people that bring value to me. But what, what would you say your dream state would be then? So I've gone through different dreams. Yeah. I think when I was younger, I don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was, but mainly it would be making people proud, 100%. And I wanted to... Get deep on that. The, uh, we, I always wanted to join the army, always. Oh, was it always your dream, was it? Always wanted to do it, just okay. part of me. Or, you know, even when I was younger, like, I'd say to my friends and things, you yeah. know, oh, I'd love to join. Right, right. You know, and uh, one of my friends, <coughs> one of my friends, Jack, he was like, well, if you join, because we were boys, I'll join. Oh. You know, and I mean, he would never do Fair that. He'd never do that. And, uh, yeah, and uh, when I got, <coughs> when I was in my last, when I was in my last relationship, I was like, if, if stuff goes bad, fuck it, man. I'm fucking signing up. You know, I'm doing it. You know, and I, I wanted to be the, the baddest man on the planet. You know, I wanted to do it. When I say bad, I mean, you know, like tough, that yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. And, <coughs> and um yeah, you know, I, I worked really hard for it. I passed all the selection process. I got, you know, I, I, I essentially was in. I just had to do the basic training, which was seven months in total. Then once that was done, you know, you join your regiment. And um, but uh, unfortunately, got injured, as you full well know. And um, and then yeah, uh, it changed my mind. It changed my mindset. Sort of changed. You know, a part of me still wants would love that and still does want that you know massively but uh the other you know other part of me sees the bigger picture you know i want you know i can see personally that there's something else that's you know i see would be better for me and you know people around me like you say so you know i'm going for a different thing so yeah like you say well good, good carry on like you say rich you, know, you can pay for the things you want. You can travel. You know, I want to be able to travel the world. Yeah, I want a nice right. house. You know, and um, a nice sort of feel, thing life. I feel. Yeah, feel content <laughs> as well, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just to feel like I feel content. You know, like at the at the minute, you know, you know, we're both on our grinds and things, and you're like, we want this thing. You know, we're working so hard for this thing, and we are, man, and well, I'm for what, it. What would you say then is being content? Because content can mean being happy. You don't know until you're in it. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got to live life as well, man. So I watched Andrew Tate video, right? And, uh, you know, controversies you want to put, if you want to put your opinions on Andrew Tate in the comments, be my guest. But, you know, I don't... Well, we're not, anyway, we're not here to talk about what I think about Andrew Tate. I'm here to talk about this video. And in the video, he said that he tries to live his life and in a way where he is always thinking positively mm. and in a happy way. Because he said inevitably, a bad thing, a bad day is going to happen. You know, someone's going to pass away in your family, or some, you know, someone's going to get, you know, cancer or a horrible disease, right? And uh, and he said, no, while those days will come, in the meantime, what have you really got to be negative about? You know, you burst your tire on the edge of the road. So what? You still got a house to go back to. You know, your mom's, your mom and dad are still alive. Seeing the positive things. You know. So. You both just that can be replaced, mm. but you you know a relative that passes away that can't be replaced. So be upset when you need to be upset, yes. in, in in a deep way. But obviously it's annoying when you bust your tire. I mean that happened to be like what two weeks ago <laughs> when I burst my tire I was flipping livid. And who'd uh, you call, bro? Hey, who'd you call? You. <laughs> and did you help? No. <laughs> I did. I said go to the garage opposite your sausage. But. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> what a shit day. But well, there you go. I was thinking negatively, but then I thought actually, why am I thinking negatively? I'm going to see my family in Italy in a few days. This is easily replaceable. It's a couple of quid. Oh, and one thing that I've always lived by as well is money comes back, but time doesn't. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. You, know, you know, if you work a nine to five, <coughs> that money that you've spent on that getting that tire replaced will come back in the next month's paycheck. Mm. But the time that you get with your loved ones, that won't come back. Mm. Once they're gone. That's deep, man. You know, that's really deep. But going back to being happy. Yeah. Uh, where did where that, that, where that, where that even come from? We're not miles off topic there. <laughs> Don't know, bro. Just all this, but you know, I think. Um, you know, we've been, you know, my, what we were saying earlier about my dream and stuff like that and being happy. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day and do you think there's like a limit to like how oh. happy you can be? Like, because the other weekend, man, like I had the best weekend ever, man. I was on top of the <laughs> world, man. I felt so sick. Made me uh, happy seeing that. Yeah, my God, come on. And, uh, you know, and it's like, you know, can you get you know much more happier than that? I don't think you can, but it's just whether there's a limit to that. You know, uh-huh. it's quite uh, it's actually quite an interesting question and quite a good, a good thought. Is there sure a cap thought. to happiness? Yeah, hmm. there has to be. Anna. Again, I think happiness varies with a lot of different people. For some people that have big aspirations and dreams like ourselves, is happiness a materialistic thing like having the car? It's gonna be, and I think there was this one guy. What's his name? We was both saying we thought he was really sick. He got. He's quite pale. He's tall. He's he's rich. He's like a millionaire or not multi-millionaire, and he's got a bit of a goatee. Pale, tall goatee. Yeah, yeah. What, what yeah. hair's he got? Uh, sort of slicked over. Me. A little bit sort of long. Um, he always going about what he goes on about his watches a bit. You're gonna kill yourself, and I'll show you. But anyway, he he was saying that as soon as you get, once you get like that Lamborghini or whatever, it just becomes normal. Yeah, like, actually, it very then. quickly becomes like that's not like yeah. a big thing, which is sort of depressing. Well, but oh, here's a question for you then: Money buys happiness. Agree or disagree? <laughs> Eminem said it best. He said, "Doesn't buy happiness. It <laughs> buys crazy ass happiness." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, I think, right, we're going to go about is there a cap oh, to happiness and what people think is happiness, right? I think the whole money buys happiness thing is true to an extent, right? Because money will buy you the good experiences, right? But experiencing that <laughs> is what makes you happy, not the actual money itself. Yeah, you know what no, I'm saying? Of course, man. So, I mean, how can traveling the world not make you This happy? is what I mean. So, that's an experience. My business teacher once said it. He said, What would you want more? Uh, would you rather have a flight to a really cool place or a Lamborghini or something like that and most people said oh, I'd rather the experience and it's like um, you know in a really fast car no one likes you know when you reach 200 miles per hour that's normal you're used mm. to that speed now it's the acceleration up to that that's the exciting thrilling bit you know and um, so I think that, and that money buys happiness thing it's having that you know being able to provide yourself and people with with joy and that's where money buys happiness mm. like in the sense of you know you can buy yourself a nice house but who've got to share it with you know you can buy yourself a nice car but where are you driving it to so it's the people it's the well it's the experience that money can provide you with you know 
when people are struggling, they can't do many nice things that they wish they could do. Mm. And money allows that because then you experience something positive with someone you care about. Yeah, yeah. Going back to dreams and that, um, have you, has your sort of like mom ever said like, oh, my dream used to be this or is it, oh, no. has she ever had an oh, aspiration? No, I don't know. I don't think she has. No. I don't actually know what my mum's dream was. It's, it's a good question, actually, isn't it? Because I think her... Well, for, not to go too much into my family, which is personal, obviously, but my mum, obviously, is Italian. And, <laughs> That's so sweet. And, you know, she gave up her whole life to come to England for my dad. So her her, her dreams would have completely changed when she changed countries, mm. you know? Or it could have been her dream was to live over here. Yeah, yeah maybe. But in terms of what she wanted to be, did she want to be a housewife in England? Not that she's a housewife in England, but she's a wife in England, mm. uh, working hard. You know, that that wasn't the dream when she was like, you know, 10 years old, was it? You know, I know my dad's dream was always to be, you know, into his music and probably a musician. I reckon that was what his dream would have been, which is where I've got it from. Uh, but no, I don't know. What, what, what were your parents' dreams? My dad said he wanted to. He always wanted to be in the RAF, like flying a jet. But his always thought was bad, so he wouldn't have got in. That's his excuse, anyway. But no, I can't think of what Mad. my mum's would have been either. Mate, you don't talk about these things. Nah, I did just ask my. Well, I used to say, you know, what did you want to be when you was older? But she might have told me, but I can't remember it. But do you reckon the reason why we might not know is because our parents never achieved it, their dream. And they don't want to tell us they never achieved it. So, maybe, maybe you know. Thinking about it, I'll tell you a story about you know going back to the RAF and stuff. Oh, well, my granddad was in the army, right? And I remember he wanted to be a pilot really bad and shoot down loads of Germans, right? And his older brother said, "Don't be a pilot, no matter what you do, because you will you will die within the first week." And then, uh, and all his mates joined up, and all his mates got killed. And what did he do? He was just he went into the, uh, the what his dad said, it might not be true, but he went into the interview and said, I want to shovel shit, <laughs> when they asked him what he wants to do. And so he was like cleaning all the planes and, and all that, but he survived. And uh, this has got nothing to do with dreams or anything, but it's just an interesting story about... Yeah, yeah, well, go, go yeah. I mean, you say about pilots, my great uncle was a bomber pilot. Really? And they, That's crazy. No, yeah, so he was a bomber pilot, and then also had a great uncle that was a glider pilot. This is how crazy this is. So on my mum's side, great uncle was a glider pilot, and on my dad's side was a bomber pilot. And what they do it so the bomber pilot carries the glider plane. <coughs> and oh, yeah. bombs and things, carries the glider plane and uh, drops it and the glider plane has no engine, no nothing, and they just have to land yeah. it. <laughs> so they That's could have crazy, been working right? together like that. I mean I'll just they did. Yeah, yeah. It's a possibility, but you know, um, and that was another motivation for me joining. Like, I mean, how much of a crazy story? You know, he's got got tons of medals. He's got, you know, like a plaque up. You know, and like his wife, um, uh, my great aunt Joyce. She she's still alive now, and you know she's met, um, you know, lots of royalty and stuff mm. like that. And you know, really, you know, I don't know, I don't know what what you call them, but uh, you know, really sort of. Yeah, just big big people, I know what you'd call them, you know, because of it and nice. things, and, you know, he's been really, you know, but he never, when I went and saw her, that was a big click for me as well. He never liked any of his medals 
or anything like that. Ask you that. Because it reminded him of all the horrific things yeah. he'd done, and sin be done as well. And um, to achieve them, you know. And I, I, you know, I used to look at these medals and stuff, man. And you know, my granddad's got a medal as well, and I just thought, like, that is the sickest thing. You know, I want tons of medals, man. You know, I want to stand there, you know, and not shit like that. But then I was like, wow, you, you know, after all of that, I mean, it's my grand thing, said, yeah. you know, World War Two was a different ball game. You know, and there'll be, you know, there'll be nothing like that again. And, um, you know, and, uh, rest in peace, man, but yeah, yeah, 100%, but, yeah, those people died to give us what we have now, innit? Yeah, and that's a big motivation for me, because people, um, you know, your ancestors and things that, you know, did these things, you know, so we could live in a free country. I mean, it depends what you mean by free, but... <clears throat> you know, um, you know. So you know, you want to make them proud as well. You want to live the life that you know they wanted you to live, yeah. and you know, and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, I think, I think happiness is a big emotion. You know, it's got to be. I'm trying to think whether what's more of a powerful emotion than what whether happiness. it's happiness, or pain. aggression. Yeah. Pain's a good one. Pain's a really good one. What's another emotion? Uh, sadness, obviously. Um, oh, I think fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear. Yeah. Going into I don't know when when people get taught about marketing and things, and it's about pushing the pain barriers and you know you know increasing the happiness barriers, right? Mm. Increasing that dream state. Sick. And uh, I th- I think no, I think pain's more influential than happiness. Because influential, I'll, yeah, okay. be, just because. Uh, let me try and think of a way to word this correctly. I've got a good way. Can I give my yeah, word? Yeah, what do you think? So I think happiness. You don't. You tend to not realise that you are happy when you are happy. Okay. Whereas when you're in pain, you can f- you know, you can feel it. So you, it's more I'm noticeable you. when you're you know you're feeling that I'm emotion. And I think as well because people have a negative mindset most of the time like mm. people think about the negative right and then they notice that negative thing so when someone says you know and I think a pain factor creates more fear and mm. in, in the sense that you don't want to be there so for instance if you're in debt you want to do whatever you can to get out of debt but if you're happy you know that that doesn't bring any consequences to it okay. you know what I mean Okay. Think, so, yeah, okay. and people are afraid of staying in that same negative state that they'll mm. do whatever they can to get out of it and that's when we can talk about people that take drugs but and they can stuff, also right? be afraid or not willing to put in the work to get out of that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah well you know certain people try and find escapes right through drugs and things I mean if you look at the drug MD what does that release the happy chemical what is it um Dopamine. Dopamine, yeah. You don't have a drug that releases a pain chemical, do you? Right? Because people are always seeking that happiness by trying to relieve the pain. That's true. So yeah. that's why I think they're trying to get... I think that's why pain's more influential and the most powerful emotion. Who's the one that you want to get rid, <laughs> of the, rid of the most? You know? I like that, man. Because you want to reach that happiness state. 100%. But it's whether you can, you know, get up your ass and put yourself in a position where that will become a possibility or not. 
Yeah, no, it's never easy, but I think you've just got to go. Like, if someone was watching this, and, you know, they didn't know what their dream was, but they wanted to have a dream, <sighs> I'd just say, what would make you happy? You know, look at yourself and think, what would make me happy? And you know, forget you everyone else. What would make me happy? And then it, the best way that I always think, you know, whenever I have any struggles or anything, you know, I always think as if I was giving that person voice. If I was so imagine I was looking at me and I either that I was listening to me talk, I'd say, you know, you need to do X, Y and Z. Um and I think, you know, if you need to ask yourself, you know, what's my dream? That and I think the good thing about going back to the army again, you have a purpose and that's what I liked about it. You've got you know, you've got this thing that you're doing, you're doing this training, you're gonna become this, you're gonna go and do this. And it's nice to have a purpose, and I think it's key, especially you know, you know, if, if you're struggling in any way, you know, having a purpose, you know, is um, I mean, it's key. So yeah, and I think if you haven't got a purpose, you want to be motivated, you want to get, you know, you want to travel the world, uh, you want to make good money, you want to make your family proud. I think the army's a great option for people. Not even just the army, got the RAF. You can learn to do. You know, engineering. I'm talking about advertising it, but I'm not. <laughs> you know, you can do engineering, all these things, and you get paid to do it. Whereas if you want to be an engineer or something like that, you've got to go to university, you've got to do this, and you know, you're not going to get paid to do those things. Where if you do it in that, they'll pay you to do it. And it's such more of a motivator if you're getting paid to do it. There's loads of benefits, isn't there, as well? Like you pay less tax, don't you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that because you're away all the time, all the money that you do earn, you're not even spending on anything, are you? Yeah, it's that, and you get extra pay when you're not in British territory, right. which is very vague because um, they class a lot of places as British territory, like which is what? annoying. The old colonies and things that we used to own. Miles you away, like places in you haven't even heard of. Yeah, they're probably places in there, but maybe, maybe not all of it, but... <clears throat> But yeah, but some places as well, like there was this one that, oh my God, I wanted to do it so bad. It's in Belize, right. which is uh, South America. It's like a jungle and they do army training in there because if you ever, because all these training, it's like, you know, it's not for, f all right, yeah, it's fun, but, or oh, well, whatever you want to call fun is, whatever your definition of fun is. <laughs> um, it's not being dragged through a rainforest. But you've got to be trained. If you've got to go yeah. into a jungle because you know you're on tour there or whatever you're, you know, you're at war there, whatever you want to call it, um, and you've never ever done that, what good yeah. are you to anyone? Yeah. You know, and so that's why they do it. And, you know, they do it in you know cold climates as well. But you're in the jungle, and like the corporal that was telling us about it, like um, you'll walk like ten meters and you'll just drip in sweat because it's so humid. But what would bug me the most is insects and bugs flying around, yeah. but you've got to stay focused. <sighs> Man, all of this. Well, this is your order of fun, is it? <laughs> <laughs> would you tell me that would be so sick, bro? That would be so... <laughs> yeah, it would be. But so, if we're going to go... Back, oh, go on, finish off your point. Well, I was, I was just going to finish it, and I was going to say apparently it's pretty... It's hardcore, cool, mate. Yeah, apparently. I can do that. Yeah, but still, I'd still look to give it a go for Fair sure. Place, yeah. I reckon you'd smash sure, it. Like I say, when you, when you first told me you were you know, applying for the army, like, can I say what regiment you are? What, what, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, Tom went to be a paratrooper and you got, and you got through, right? And um, and obviously, like you said, you didn't get 
you didn't get to follow through with it because you're injured. Now in hindsight, you know that could be quite. A, you know, it's a good job that you did get injured, right? Mm. But um, now what I was gonna say, yeah, and I, I didn't think you'd make the whole way through. You know, you, you think of a typical, you know, person that's in the army, looking like, you know, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, but you know your stamina's ridiculous. Your fitness is you know, out of this world, right? And uh, your mental strength as well over the past years has gone from, you know what I mean, is increased immensely. Yeah, it's mental. And but I've always been, I have, it has <laughs> increased, but I have always been motivated. You know, when I used to do my running, going back to that, I did, I went, I did, I think, I think it was two months straight. Every Thursday, I would puke my guts up. I'm training too hard, yeah. you know. I'd like to the point where sometimes I'd be like, literally lying, just chundering, as if I was like, al- you know, poison on alcohol, <laughs> chundering. And um, the one time, like, um, I had to get because I used to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said I, I just couldn't drive. I was just like, my body's just fucked. As hard you went. Yeah, I just like my body's fucked, man. I Fair can't drive. Um, I think you'd be amazing at like marathon runners. Because you always tell me about man. your joints. My joints, it's dirty, yeah. That's yeah. the thing that does me up, man, my knee and stuff. You say that. And I, look, I'd never ever tell you to go beyond the limit where you really mm. badly hurt yourself. It's like, because you always read to me about um, Dave Goggins, yeah? Mm. And how he did that marathon where the last, whatever, Ultra how long marathon. he was. He broke his all his feet. And now, I'd never want you to do that because mm. I reckon that has some serious repercussions. But yeah, I think exactly, you yeah. one day. If, depending on how badly you, well how much you train your mental strength you could do something like oh 100% I mean he's got something called I mean he's had loads of issues um, he got these it's called wolf knees wolf knees yeah and basically it's something to do with you've destroyed all the cartilage in your joints so he's destroyed all the cartilage in his knee joints and still runs and stuff what does the cartilage actually do? It cushions your bones. So, because he hasn't got a cushion. each other. That's where arthritis comes from. Lack of no so cartilage. Technically, he's got arthritis. Yeah. And he still runs miles yeah, and miles. Do you reckon that's a thing, that's again mentality, that he's constantly in pain, but he's either used to it or... When I was joining the army, when I did that week, that prac course, they said it's all mental that's what will get you through it's all mental you know you've got you've got to be that's what will get you through it and i totally agree with it however you can't be some you know you can't go from being 20 stone to keeping up with me you know going up and down these hills or keeping up with the sergeant yeah, you know yeah. there is obviously a huge physical aspect to it but saying that i never ever Oh, well, I, I think that's changed now, but I'd never ever wanted to do anything more in my entire life. You know, I wanted it so bad. Join the army. Yeah, you know, and I wanted to join the parachute regiment, man. And we was going up and down these hills, and you know, I got to the top, and I was, you know, at one stage just before we started jogging again, or when we was jogging, I was just puking just on myself, out my nose, out <laughs> yeah, my I mouth. You're telling me that. And the corporal next to me was because you just got your numbers. And he was like, uh, you know, he said, number 15, you know, they're shouting, number 15, just keep carrying on, just be sick and keep carrying on. And um, I know deep down 
he he thought it's I was going to drop out. Yeah. He oh, yeah, thought I yeah. was going to drop out. There's no because so many people dropped out already, and um, he uh, obviously I didn't, and um, you know, and uh, I carried on. Then got back to the front when uh, we started did running off on six mile pace, and we sprinted. <laughs> and what was happening was so. Two sergeants were at the front sprint. Well, one corporal, one sergeant was running at the front. Corporal behind, he fucking smokes non-filtered cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Just the maddest bastard. Has and one lung. <laughs> literally, he was catching. They were sandwiching. He was sandwiching you, and if right. you fell behind him, you failed. You right. got in the back of the Land Rover, and um, as uh, we was, you know, I was running with this guy called Will, who's amazing. He was just so fit he would have made a great soldier but he got medically discharged he uh well i was running with him we were giving it man i'd still got puke coming out my nose <laughs> and anyway we then got back down to the bottom and then um, we had to do extra hills because previously some guard forgot his face mask <coughs> who had dropped out which is even more annoying anyway and you know throughout all of that you know i was still at the front and um i could see i could tell in the corporal you know he, uh, I could see that he thought, you know, fair play. So I've got no doubt inside me that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to um, achieve that. And, you know, a passed out is what it's called when, you, you know, you, you finish it. Um, it would have been really, really hard. And, you know, there have been times where, multiple times, I mean, I had it even on that week. I, you know, I broke it, it slightly. And, you know, when I, when I first started to get my knee injury, I woke up and you know I went to bed, and I said to myself that I know for a fact when I come out of this uh, and I don't say I don't pass, I'm gonna look back and I say I wish I just put that extra bit in effort. I wish I just went, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna mm. fucking send it, you know, and I'm gonna and that's what I did do, and you know on that last run, I could I, I swear I swear to you, I, you know on my life. I could not walk before the start of it, and I ran and went and ran 8k, came third. You know, like, yeah, you know, it was 4k warm up and 4k time thing. But you know, and that's why it being mental, you know, it's a big, it's a big thing. And you know, you can't, you know, you can achieve great things if you put your mind to it. And going back to David Goggins, he says you can expand your mind by 40 percent by just saying to yourself in moments of darkness you know when you're pushing you're running and you want to quit more than anything because believe me I've been there you know and um, when you say to yourself I'm not quitting your mind expands itself this is his you know theory expands itself to fine we're gonna do this then how are we gonna do this mm -hmm. you know and I think that's something that you can implement into other parts of your life Going back to when you said that your dream growing up was that you wanted to be, you know, in the RAF, and now that you've in had a in the army, well, now that you've had a taste of it, and that you know what it takes to get there, you know, the army and what it consists of, and whether you'd be a good match, which you are clearly. Would you think anything in your life or circumstance like would you ever go back and try again and go for it, Please. or are you happy where you are now? Well, it's a um, it's a really good question. A lot of the, the days go by, hasn't happened for a, a while. A lot of days go by where I do think 
I do want to go back and do it and I think of ways that I can do it um, or you know ways you know that I can do it whilst doing what I'm doing now um, but I don't want to be you know and it stems back to um, you know owning businesses and things I don't want to be an employee I don't want to take orders from someone else yeah and things like that and you know you've got this government that are in charge of our country at the minute I mean they just make me fucking sick and you know do I really want to take orders from them um, and you know it's stuff like that but the thing for me is is I can't I know I could, I could but I can't think of a physical challenge that's as hard as that and um, you know so when it comes to motivating myself physically well, it's obviously mentally as well, but having a physical challenge, I can't think of anything else, you know, compared to it, but that isn't true because, you know, I've been looking and there's like, you know, there are these ultra marathons where you're running through Death Valley and stuff like that, you know, and, um, you know, I can do those things and so, you know, but that was the thing for me, that, that you know, the, the physical challenge, the challenge of it, like, you know, you know, not many people have achieved certain things like that. So, yeah, um, I think uh, I don't think I will, but I would love to. I would love to uh, try and pass P Company. Yeah. Which is the test week. I would love to try that. Right. But I would have to be in unbelievable shape. You should be so proud of yourself, though, as well. Mm -hmm. like, I'm massively proud of you anyway. Oh my god. Not for it, and for everything that you've achieved since. Yeah. It takes some fucking balls to do that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard, man. It's you, really like hard. Like you said, so many people dropped out or got, you know, 16 people turned up to do it. I think there was supposed to be 20. So already four people dropped out because yeah. they bottled it. 16 people, four passed. <coughs> two of them were first timers, and that was me and Will. Yeah. Two, two, two of you passed? Did, four of us passed, but two were first timers. The other two that passed. Was it the th three? I can't remember. Uh, three or two or three, um, but yeah, I don't even know whether any of them have passed out. That's crazy, mate. That's crazy. Know. Just goes to show, doesn't it, how hard, how hard it really is, mate. The, the corporal was telling us that, I mean, the, the fail percent, mate. Like, I can't remember the exact figure, but there was like forty people that started, let's say, <coughs> in that platoon. At the end, like seven passed, and like five of them were from previous platoons that got injured and they'd stayed because you can stay in this part called the Falklands that they call it it's just a part of the uh, barracks I don't know how much <laughs> you yeah. should be allowed to say that but <laughs> it's just you know a place where they stay you know just the injured ones and that's where you stopped when you was in the um, mm -hmm. doing the practice training course and um, they um, you know they'll stay and then when they fit they'll join the next platoon at whatever week they finished that or whether they need to start again you know I've done the ins and outs of it but um, yeah and like two of them started when they started and finished when they were supposed to finish out of four to that's immense mate you, can, oh, you can't fathom lots of these but you know it's a great achievement a great honour it's one of the best regiments to join and um, you know, fair play to anyone that does anything like that, and uh, yeah, I've got yeah. nothing but, you know, yeah, I don't know what the word is, but nothing but honour for them. Fair play to them. It's the same with anyone achieving their dreams, you know. Um, but, you know, I thought of a little good way to end the podcast is uh, like ask each other 
and they just ask me a question, but um, ask each other, well, I've asked you a lot of questions, but ask, some, ask each other a random question, you know, that's got nothing to do with what we talked about, and I was thinking of one today. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Come on. You're going to be nervous now, and <laughs> I want to uh, create a bit more intrigue to make you feel more um, nervous about what it's going to be. Go on. No, no. So, completely random. Yeah. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? <sighs> do I believe in ghosts? Ghosts, yeah. 50 50. No, actually, no, I don't. Not at all. I believe in science. And I believe once you're dead, you're dead. Well, you know, that kind of thing. However, I will tell you a weird story when I was a kid, right? Hit me, my boy. I was about, I'd say, 15. It's not quite a kid. But I was sat in Italy in my, in my nan's house. And we were sat in this, it's called like the studio, right? And it's like, the, it was like, at the time, the only room in the house that had any Wi-Fi in it. So we'd all huddle around there. And at the, it was late at night, and it was me and my mum, and we were talking, and I just remember, in the corner, because what it is, so we're sat on this sofa, and like the doors on the right hand side, right, and it's like into the into the, the hallway where the mm. different door is, and like that, that was pitch black, and then we just got the light in the studio, right, and I'm sat next to my mum, my mum's here, and we're just talking, and the corner of my eye, for some reason, I keep seeing like a black silhouette, and like just, just an outline, and I kept, and obviously I looked, and it, you know nothing was there, and it was just bugging me out. And I kept seeing it, kept seeing it, whenever I looked away. And I said to my mum, I said, I keep seeing this outline of a, I, I know I might sound mad, but I keep seeing an outline of a human being, you know, the corner of my eye. And it looks like an old lady. And um, she goes, what does she look like? And I went, I don't know, like, short, curly hair. I was just imagining the outline. And, uh, and then she went, that's probably my nan. And she pointed to this picture on the wall, and I was like, fuck off. I went, no way, that is literally what the outline was like. That's tripping. Like, her nan, not my nan, who's not alive anymore, obviously. And I was just like, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I've never seen a ghost, I don't think. I've never really experienced mm -hmm. an interaction with one. But I, that's always remained in my mind as something that I've experienced, and it's always going to creep me out. That's a mad story, bro. But what uh, you can think of then, mate, is for the next one. Give him a question to ask me. Yeah, yeah, fine. And I'll think of another one I've to ask one. you. And um, we'll go back and forth. Yeah, man. Well, we're out, but it's been a fucking pleasure, man. I can't oh, wait to see you Thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait there, wait there. If you have a speciality or, uh, and you think it's useful to talk about, like if you've been through depression or you've had a mad experience or whatever, you do a crazy job, like, message me because we'll get you on the podcast <laughs> and it'll just be a crazy thing to talk about, you know what I mean? It's whatever, good, no matter what it is, crazy as whatever, uh, just let us know and we'll try yeah, and get you on Yeah, you've got a story, man. Platform for stories. There you go, mate. Thanks for watching.